Electricast. Like a trivia or a tidbit. That doesn't make any sense, but I digress. None of this makes any sense. Hey, everybody, this is Jobeth. <laughs> hey, it's Liz. Hi, it's Ariel. And this is Air Quote Law Pod. Members of the jury this week, we're going to discuss Liz's sex party, Ariel's mystery friends, and uh, how my kid is a coin toss champion. So welcome to air quote law pod. So, uh, yeah, this is where we would normally put in some catchy jingly music, but we are dumb and we don't know how to do that. So stand, stand by one of these episodes. We'll figure out how to do the licensing rights on some music. We thought we were there. We picked something we liked. And then when we're going, it had wanted us to sign some sort of disclosure saying that, Hey, we're not going to use this for an audio podcast. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what the fuck we're doing is an audio podcast. Thank you for being found in a search for uh, royalty-free audio for podcasts. Great. Um, so anyway, that's they. I guess they spent money on Google AdWords and then didn't get a close sale. So there's that. So we got a lot to get into. Um, and obviously, we're going to start with what will make anybody excited. Uh, Liz's sex party. So uh, how was how Liz's sex party? Liz has an important question. That's okay. how this is going to start. And I have a, a hunch of what the answer is, but I don't. Oh. And that's only because the answer is Jobeth. Okay. I was going to say, question. because it, it's, it, it's when a guy and a girl have special feelings for each other. And then they take off their clothes. <laughs> oh, no, not that question. Not not that question today. Maybe it's also later. so heteronormative. It's not well, when a guy and a girl love each other very much and they take off their clothes. Well, we're making babies here. That was not the question. That no, I, don't, I didn't ask the question. Uh, right. Hey, my my baby was made with the turkey baster method. So you know, Ugh, could live without that. Gobble gobble. So what's not the real question? Literally, like. Anyway, it's done in a doctor's office. Whatever. So, um, Liz has an important question, um, which is, who put the ball gag in the white elephant? You did figure it out. <laughs> it's you. It was totally me. So we did white elephant, and for those of you that don't know what it is, it's like you open a present, and then you can steal the present. It's a Christmas party game, and. Um, at, we play this at Liz's sexy Christmas party and there was an extra gift. It was an extra gift. We were doing all the gifts and we're like, there's one gift left. And there was a ball gag in there wrapped in Hello Kitty paper. And you don't necessarily know that that was the extra gift, even though it was. Do I? <laughs> yes, but it, 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 it's not necessarily true. I wrapped it in Hello Kitty paper. Yes. I mean, Hello Kitty is my favorite. And hey, that was so Jobeth, Jobeth brought two gifts. You brought the Elvira titties and the salt and pepper shakers. They were salt and pepper shakers. That were titties. Yes. Yeah. No one was like, oh my God, I need a salt and pepper shaker so bad. That titties. Um, like, that was the one. Titties. Listen, that was the one that was stolen to the point where it couldn't be stolen anymore. No other gift in that, in that white elephant was maxed out on the stealing. Does anybody know, quiz time, what the second most stolen gift was? 
Was it the ball gag? It was. It was certainly the ball gag. I still need to know. So, Jobeth, you brought both of those things. I did. And I, I, I telegraphed and everybody knew that I brought the Elvira thing or not everybody, but people who know me knew because I told them, look, this is the perfect white elephant gift. This is what I'm bringing. I walked right in the door with it. And in the moment that I decided to walk outside and change my outfit, that is when I snuck in gift number two so that nobody saw me do it. Wow. What magician we things. Like, there was, know, we there was a plan. Who brought what as it was open, like my, cause it was a $20 like ish, you know, limit. So I brought uh, 20 boxes of mac and cheese. Um, Ariel, did you end up with that? Yes. You stole it. Like, you stole it from me. And it was. Uh, I did. But can I be honest with what I'm doing with all of it? Eating it? Some of it. But I do think I, I have to run to the food bank to make a donation of like canned goods. So I hope you don't mind that we're going to like toss a few in there because I mean, that's I mean, so probably like- for any human beings, physical and mental well-being, you shouldn't eat that much mac and cheese. And I also know that it's not good for children and it's not one of the things you should really bring to a food bank. But I was once told that you should bring things that you know that children will eat. And I highly doubt that every time I bring like an extra bag of quinoa, any of the kids like are ever eating the quinoa I bring. So I just hope that some child has a meal of like really unhealthy mac and cheese, but at least they have a meal done. There we go. Hey, that's wonderful. And um, Ariel, what did you bring? Um, oh, lightsaber chopsticks <sighs> and these like those little capsules that you put in the sink and they grow into animals. Oh, yes. And what chopsticks? Lightsaber. So like chopsticks that are lightsabers. So they're like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, nobody was excited. Cool. They were very poorly packaged, I have to admit. Well, I, so it was a success. Um, and Anyway, so there's an extra present and no one owned up because, you know, as people are opening, it's like I only brought that. No one owned up to the ball gag. And the next day when I was thinking about it, because in the moment we're just like, what the what the fuck? I was like, Joe did it. He brought the ball gag. So I'm, um, I'm actually surprised that you noodled that out because there were far more people that by their general nature would have been more likely to sneak in a gift like that, i.e. all the ones that were fighting over it and stealing it from each other. Um, I think the key to it was the Hello Kitty paper. Yeah. Because that combination of things, especially with you knowing my love for Hello Kitty, it just clicked. Yeah, that that was a good hint. And it was, and again, the Hello Kitty paper was so diametrically opposite of what I wrapped the Elvira thing in so that the general not knowing me people would have no way to put that together. Yeah. But you baited Liz by putting Hello Kitty paper on it. You wanted her to be the one to open that. But, Listen, all serial killers want to get caught, okay? I didn't notice the Hello Kitty paper um, because, like, so I just or didn't, like, think about it. And then the next day, I think um, I was talking to Tim, my husband, about it. And he's like, yeah, remember it was in Hello Kitty paper? And I was like, oh, yeah, like. That's Joe Beth. The odd so, thing is that it was the first gift taken. Yeah, that, that started us off. Was it the first gift? Good way open? to start off. It was. The, it was the first gift open. Yeah. Yeah. So and then anyway, it got the, stolen twice. Yes. 
And so the point of the sexy Christmas party is um, every year my husband and I do a Christmas party and Tim husband was like, you know, I'm tired of ugly sweater parties. We've never had an ugly sweater party, but he's like, I'm tired of ugly sweater parties. They're so overdone. And you know, I, no one likes an ugly sweater. I mean, people do, but he, despite the fact that he wore an ugly sweater slash crop top slash moo moo bra. So we, um, He's like, we got to do the opposite. And I was like, what's the opposite? Sexy Christmas. So the idea is that sexy Christmas is wear whatever makes you feel sexy. You know, some people wear sweatpants, some someone wore a suit, you know, um, some people just wore regular clothes that they liked. And yeah, that's 90% great. of them. Yeah. Correct. But um, the three of us on here, are obviously fun people. So my husband and I were trying to figure out what to wear and we walked into Walmart and the first thing that we see is in the women's section. They do have like an ugly sweater outfit. Mine looked like an elf. Tim's was uh, like candy cane printed, but it is a crop top and a skirt. And we were like, yes, we're both gonna wear these. And on me, I think it looked, I mean, semi-normal, I guess. I don't know. I mean, and then on Tim, my husband is a bear. Let's just put it that way. Um, and but I don't know. I think you pulled it off. Yeah, it works if you know Tim. Exactly. So that's we what I have want. photo evidence for whenever there's somewhere to post this photo evidence. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, 500 likes and we'll post the photo. Of, of the bear. Okay. Yeah. So give us more details on what everybody else was wearing. Well, give All the right, well, Um, Ariel, what were you wearing? Yours was great. Um, I wore new leggings and a new tank top and I put bows on my nips and I put like, it was very like Adam and Eve inspired. So it was like, instead of leaves, there were bows on my nips bow, and uh, a Christmas stocking covering my crotch and a hat, obviously. So must have been real warm having something covering your nips. <laughs> yes, like little plastic bows, absolutely. Well, but, warmer than warmer than what I was wearing. So my yeah. my my outfit was actually a throwback to a character who's a real person that Liz has met. Um, when I was in Ooh, undergrad, Peck, you met Peck in Boston. Oh, Boston. So this outfit, we I don't remember precisely what sort of party this was but you know we were in a fraternity that's how i know peck that's how i know pee pants well i'm sure we'll talk about pee pants in the future um what if he listens if he listens he i think he knows that we refer to him as pee pants um there was some party and i want to say that this was some sort of themed party and peck who is I want to say he's five, four, maybe five, five, two, five, four, something like that. I mean, he's not tall, um, shows up to this party and he's, he's a bit of a character and, um, in general, but he shows up to this party wearing one of those Russian style babushka hats, a babushka. It's like a, is it a, 
I, look, I Googled or searched babushka hat, Russian babushka hat on Amazon or wherever, and that's what came up. Um, so that hat, like the little brown fur hat that's like whatever. And a what what some commonly would refer to is a wife beater type tank top with the words fuck ugly written in Sharpie. And the nipples cut out of it. So I put that outfit together and that's what I wore to the sexy party. How many people grabbed your nipples? Not me. Um, some. I, I certainly did not have one of those little clicker counters like, hey, how many people got on the ride? Um, but it was more than one. <laughs> So we also, you know how sometimes you're at a party and a, a game, you play a game that you didn't, you know, know that you were going to play. And we found a, a great new game. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a thing. And this this happened by mistake, but it's going to be a thing. Yeah, I'll admit, Liz, like I'm not great in public settings, like with a lot of people. So it's like, fuck a party of people I don't know. I'm really tired. I'm just going to stay here until this is not fun anymore. So my expectation for all parties. So So why don't we take, why don't we take your phone and broadcast it onto the fucking TV for everybody to see? Here's an idea. Wait, but what did you have fun? I did. I had so much fun. Well, she's talking about her attitude going into it. Like I know my attitude going into this was that like, I don't know these people like I'm really tired like I I told you I was kind of in like a a shitty place earlier in the week and I was like I don't know if I'm gonna go to this party like I don't feel great whatever I might just sleep so I showed up and I was like I don't know anybody Joe but listen to this crazy story of this man who messaged me this morning while I was working and um for those of you who don't have whatsapp it was on whatsapp which is essentially just like regular texting messaging um but it works internationally and it's pretty great so i got this text message the start of my day which i'll admit was 11 45 a.m um hello i'm lisa's friend she said that you have a pet that's inconvenient for you to keep i prefer small animals where can i pick it up uh so that's where that started out now Fast forwarding through this conversation, we have pieced together pretty confidently that what happened here, and there are some context clues in some of the other texts, um, that this person meant to text somebody entirely different and number fumbled, and basically you're a digit off or a digit beside or somewhere close, but not the number he intended to text, correct? Yes. That's, that's kind and of what we pieced together. Neighbor- for whoever he was trying to contact so he claims but i i told this man like very nicely like i don't have any pets that i want to give up i do have three small pets but uh i plan on keeping all of them and my whatsapp picture is me holding my cat so that's my little like thing that pops up when i message so he said, I think we're the same and I like pets very much. Um, I'm also a person who likes pets very much. We should be friends. And like, so that iteration of we both like pets, we should be friends. 
um, was about like the first 10 messages that I got from this man. Um, so how, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned that you've got a photo cause I don't, I don't use WhatsApp. So um, you've got a photo that shows up on there. Does it show up right away? Does it show up when you engage the conversation? Like what, how much into a, can I just put in a phone number on WhatsApp and see somebody's phone number or photo and then just start yeah. scrolling through to be like, Ooh, this is somebody that I want to mess with without even having a conversation with them. Um, so no, I think that if you were to type in a random person's number, it's kind of like you have to send something to a random number and then it will show whatever. Okay. Because otherwise you'd theoretically be able to type in like any phone number in the world and a picture would come up. Well, let's go back but, to what happened at the party. So yeah, how, how, does, party. how does this weird text turn into a game? So um, I was like, I don't know any of these people, whatever. And I was telling Liz is somewhere else and I'm talking to Joe Booth about it. And I was like, okay, I finally blocked this guy because during the day, cause I was working and I was like, you know what? He's sending me pictures of a Corgi. It's pretty cute. But like, then he sent me a message that said, are you occupied? I felt that was weird. And I blocked him and went back to work. So I get to this party and I said, you know, Joe, but this is what's going on. Uh, am I occupied? And he said, that sounds like, are you single? And I was like, I didn't say anything, but I'm going to unblock this guy. Here's my phone. So this is where the game started. We unblocked it. Joe, but sent the response to, are you occupied? Yes. Like a porta potty at Woodstock. And so we just decided, well, I decided that we're going to project these on the screen. And every time this guy messaged back, which was pretty much instantaneously, they were going to pass around the phone and everyone else was going to get like a turn interacting with this guy. Um, his response to that was, do you like Woodstock's port wine very much? And I said, like, yeah, speaking of port, I was almost killed by a truck full of porta potties once. Um, so we did this for like the length of the party. We have many pictures of him. Like we know his hobbies, like, but it's all very weird. Obviously English is his second language and there's absolutely no judgment on that. But, um, but there was definitely-, definitely a feeling through this as if, like the only pause that exists was for him to drop or her. Well, probably him. I think we figured out. I mean, I think he was being pretty honest. He has his photo to drop in. Well, and he also sent us some video of him scuba diving. Um, (laughs) Forgot about that for a moment. Um, It, it, uh, it, it definitely, there, there seemed to be a period of time in which he would pause probably to run Google Translate. Get Google Translate on what was what was being said or asked of him. Yeah. So there were some really wonderful things in there. Like somebody narrated, they were just like, oh, this one time, like I met this guy. Um, and essentially they spun the story of Ariel the Little Mermaid back to this guy. Totally and- freeform. Like totally freeform. That was great. Yeah. Everything was just like... I mean, some people got like a little dark with it. I wasn't, wasn't a fan of some of the darker things. Um, we my did err on the side of keeping it not sexual, although he did call me his sweetheart once. Well, my I mean, I don't actually like, think the phone was on me, so it wasn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think mine was very interesting, but I he was kept grasping on this word friend, so I wanted to like put something to like bait him a little bit. Part of me thinks that so I'm gonna follow this up with the next day. I got three messages from other Asian men as well. I know they are Asian men because they come with pictures. This is not uh, me being strange. First guy, uh, although although his his the 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 translation of his English seemed as if it was some Asian language is the first language. The photos that he sent did not look Asian. I mean he. What do you mean the photos he took didn't look Asian? He's literally an Asian man on the beach. You can't tell where a person is scuba diving because he's in full scuba gear. So I don't know how we tell if he looks Asian. Maybe, Maybe I had too many drinks. Yeah, I think you did because the Asian man on the beach does match. He sent us a picture of him at the beach. Um, it could be in an Asian country. I don't know. It's a very beautiful beach. Um, <laughs> let me just tell you, it's not the East Coast of the United States, for sure. Um, I can't tell where he's scuba diving. And then he sent me a picture of his breakfast, which is neither here nor there. You know, people he, that are Asian can be anywhere. <laughs> yes, but I would argue that like a person who is like from the United States would probably speak fluent English. I just meant he is Asian, not from just a physical perspective, but I mean, Asian, like from a language perspective, he's not, he's obviously not. Yeah, uh, English is not. Geographically, not like I think that he's located somewhere in the New York metro area because he, yeah. at some point in time, he asked if you were in New York. Yeah, so that we could go see the tree at Rockefeller Center. Yes, and then we started talking about the fact that the, the tree came from Elkton and he was that he got really confused yeah well because no one even like me as a person who was in Maryland for a very long time knew that Elkton was anything other than this thing I drove past on 95 to get to better places well I mean I'm sitting there right now so I kind of have to know about it but uh and, and there wasn't I, I, I couldn't go on to, to local social media Facebook or whatnot for I don't know, not three hours would go by till somebody was posting about this fucking tree. So, you know, if we have any sort of listeners from Elkton and Cecil County, we probably just lost two of them. Um, but hey, you know, it is what it is. It, it's, it's a truth that you could not go two or three hours without seeing some sort of article in this area posted about that damn tree. And do people like that aren't there really care where the tree is from? I don't no. care. And it's from here. No, I've, I can't tell you other than this is the first one that's been from Maryland in some exorbitant amount of time where they're normally from. The, uh, the only thing that I know from obviously having this shit shoved down my throat um, is that they do keep them from, you know, a hundred mile radius or some shit like that. So they can get the tree there without it being like dead, dead until it, it arrives uh, because you know it's huge. They got to strap it on some truck. They got to cart it up. Yeah, but like a dead tree of that size should probably be able to stay green for like they're literally called evergreens. They don't even require much water. So, well, it's there yeah. and it got there. But the, but I guess the point is is that they don't come from fucking Wyoming or California. They come from <laughs> local ish. But you know, 
New York, like upstate or New England or Pennsylvania, I guess. It's nothing Elkton, but- my favorite suburb of New York City. Yes. So but anyway, so going back to this man, I know this is like really not a great story for people who are not there who could not read this. But we're going to get to the point where I did, unfortunately, block him again the following morning. Um, we did I, we did speak to him pretty, pretty consistently for about four hours. Um, and if you want to make this a game at your party, the element that made this super exciting was that we screencasted onto the TV so that yes. as everybody was taking a turn with a response, everybody could see everything that was happening. And it was swell. Yeah, it was really great. It was a lot of fun. I recommend it. I don't want people to think that we're like jerks who were like playing with this man or his emotions or whatever. Because first of all, based on the fact that I've gotten additional comment, like additional messages from what all look like roughly the same age men of Asian descent, um, to my phone within a 24-hour period, there were about four of them. I think there might be something a little more sinister on their side. Um, I might have dabbled in a scam by accident. I know it wasn't like really bad. It was all like fun. Yeah. yeah, no, I just mean like we weren't messing with this guy. We weren't trying to like mislead him in any way. He did repeat that he wanted to be friends with us. So we gave him like a four-hour trial period of friendship with 15 people. Um, so anyway, I block him. Again, He then he messages me uh the day after about 12 hours after i blocked him he says to me why are you blackmailing me and i think he definitely did not mean blackmailing me why did you block me this was i think a google translation mishap but um based on that that would be the one legal aspect of this podcast when we ask him to deliver something or really rather have something sent to Jobeth's law office um will it or will it not really be considered blackmail my thought process on this is no that um we can't actually no, blackmail someone. someone for a gift yeah yeah and it's gonna be like, something we, that I, I said we'll threaten to like i was like like let's ask him to send something first i was like let's ask him to send like 50 pounds of m&ms to the law firm and then I was like oh or maybe we should be like good people and like maybe request something that's like needed by like a women's shelter or something I don't know like we don't really need more shit and the last thing I need is 50 pounds of M&Ms but so yeah I don't think we can really it won't really count as blackmail if I like say like send 50 pounds to this address or I'll like expose you like what are we exposing him for he didn't do anything illegal and And we can't expose him because we don't know him left it at did, i don't think there was even a response was there oh no i didn't like we, i haven't sent it to him i was waiting until we were here and I yeah we haven't made a, a decision yet so yeah like if we want to decide what we want and maybe update people on the next podcast i'll unblock this man right now and uh what's our demand um, i think we should leave it up to the viewers what kind of a good cause that we can get him to try to send us some stuff so look if you want to communicate with us, tell us an idea of something that we want to try to get this guy to send us so that we can give it to a women's shelter or something like that. Air quote lawpod at gmail.com. You can also leave us any other sort of 
comments, critiques, because this is a new thing for us and we're trying to find our sea legs, so to speak. You can tweet at us too. Yes. Also, also with the air quote law pod. I don't know that we tweet. We have a Twitter. I tweet. Okay, cool. Well, I think, I think Liz has sent a, a tweet or something. We're on the Facebook. I did a Facebook post. And the Instagram. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, now we do have another topic and once we get better at podcasting, I will segue, but, um, let's call this, uh, the segment where Jobeth wrote something weird in the shared document and now he's going to talk about it. We have no idea any context. That's an awful name for us. Are we talking about the ice machine at Chipotle? So ain't this some shit. Okay. You know how everybody bitches and complains about going to try to get ice cream or, um, you know, a McFlurry or something at McDonald's. And they're always like, oh, the ice machines or the ice cream machines broken. And everybody. Yes, I have a hack for that, by the way. Everybody suspects that this is horse shit, right? This is showing if it's on the app. Yes. If it's on the the app. app. Yeah. And if it's blocked out on the app, that means their machine isn't working, which says something about the amount that McDonald's has had in my house. Well, there you anyway, go. So Chipotle, which they, I would say less than a year ago, opened one up about five minutes from the office here in Elkton. And uh, I regularly, because it's so close, will order on the app and then go pick it up. We have a Chipotle, which is basically the drive through. So you order ahead of time. You say, I want to pick it up in Chipotle. You go through that drive through. Boom. They what? give it to you. Yeah. This is such a that bad is- pun. Yeah, that well, is it's, so cute. It's theirs. Um, so I order. But I didn't know they had a drive-through. Yeah, so you don't when you order on the app and you want a drink, you don't specify what it is. You just tell them when you're at the window. So I order whatever I order with with a uh, you know a fountain drink, which I I try not to drink soda. So I drink unsweetened iced tea, and I, I you know what do you want the drink to be? Hey, unsweetened iced tea. The guy walks away. The guy comes back. And he's like, oh, our ice machine is broken, so we couldn't brew any tea today. Do you want something else? I'm like, well, what else do you have that's that like sometimes they'll give me like. Wait, you don't need ice to brew tea. Oh, it gets better. Ever. It it gets better. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. So sometimes (laughs) they have given me like these glass bottles of tea that don't have a ton of sugar in. So those are acceptable. So I'm like, what other kind of teas do you have? And he rattles off some shit. And I, and I'm like, yeah, just give me one of those teas. So I assume that he's going to go back and get me one of these bottles. He comes back. I've got a cup with whatever pomegranate passion fruit, who the fuck knows what this is, but it's got fucking ice in it. (laughs) <laughs> they put ice in the fucking drink i'm like what what ice machine did you get this ice from and why are you telling me this bullshit because your lazy asses just didn't feel like fucking brewing tea today also i didn't know the tea like it was in-house like brewed i just oh, figured yeah. it came like with a syrup like coke does no the the tea at chipotle when they're not too lazy to have it because i'll tell you where it never has the fucking iced tea and that's a BWI airport. Never. 
No, never. I mean, look, maybe some of that's on me for trying to get Chipotle at like. Well, maybe you eight, need the robot to bring it to you. Eight or nine a.m. Well, now I know about the fucking robot. So um, I am. I, I will be at BWI Friday morning, and I think that I'm going to hunt down this robot or let this robot hunt me down with some food. Um, so that I'm, that's I'm, a throwback to a first episode. If you didn't listen to it, I mean, if you want to know about the robots, you can. It, whatever yes yes if you, episode one since since i have a photographic memory cataloged of all of our podcast episodes that's that's the index on it it's episode one for those who are don't have such a an index uh, maybe one day we'll have like a wiki that that spans all this out but for now we'll have to be based on our memory you really so, think someone's gonna make a wiki of this shit it it it, it has happened on some podcasts yes um yeah maybe like cereal um real podcasts that actually have intro music you want me to sing something no 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 hard pass for sure hard pass hard pass (laughs) yeah um so yeah that's um that's that's what that weird thing is and that's what that's about so i'm a little pissed that they're they're making excuses there that make no sense like you can't if you're gonna lie lie well seriously just come up with something better than that it's it's frustrating i want to like tie this into law somehow like with like a consumer thing no no no. we talked about blackmail that's enough that's that's law um Listen, you understand that the goal of this podcast is to get off topic and stay there. So, oh my God. So, my mom, I had my, I texted my whole family in the family text and like had them listen to it. I mean, I, I know, uh, Kelsey, I know you did. Thank you. And my mom did. So, um, which is great. My mom is one of those that likes every picture I post on Instagram. So, she did listen to the podcast and she said, Uh, Because I asked, you know, how she liked it, critiqued, and she said, I think she said, it's a bit scattered. And I was like, yes, like, 100% agree. It is a bit scattered. Or she might have said chaotic. Yes, let's stay there. Yeah, it is. And then she said, I don't understand the point. Is it like, to know you, like, as lawyers? And I said, the point is, it's for fun. She's like, oh and mom if you're listening i love you and uh, that was just a nice exchange but yeah that's the point fun so while we're recognizing listeners this is exciting so within the platform that we upload these two um we get different stats on different things so we can see you know if most people are using a mobile device or if they're you know, on an iPhone or an Android, or if they're using Spotify or whatever, but we can also see geography. We can see what time of day people are listening to it and stuff like that. We somehow, and rah, rah, kudos to you. We're very excited about this. Although I am, because I don't know that you guys know this yet. We have somebody that listened from Dublin, Ireland. What? On purpose? I, it does not get, it, it doesn't get that detailed. Uh, we also have a listener in here for episode one from Brussels, Belgium. So what? day one, week one, episode one, we are an international podcast. Wow. Hell yeah. Can yes. you tell me if they listen to the whole thing? I don't, I, I'm not that 
smart, good at the knowings. Um, hey guys, hey um, Ireland and Brussels, thank you for listening. We've got them scattered around Northern Virginia and Maryland. We've got somebody in Texas that's listened, which is cool. Um, it, it, and, and I'm really looking for, tell a friend, because we're looking to put some more pins on this map and some unique places. We appreciate you guys listening. And again, the feedback, send us some random comments, because listen, I can guarantee you right now that anything that you send us, there's like a 99.99% chance, unless it's like, super over the top inappropriate and i mean by our standards inappropriate that if you email air quote law pod at gmail.com it's probably getting read on the air so if somebody wants to i don't know if somebody's got a fiance or no not a fiance a significant other that they want to propose to and they want to do it through the podcast or something crazy like that oh my god who would want that <laughs> hey maybe maybe we like i've but, heard about this on other podcasts but like, this is an international podcast that. ariel <laughs> international and it okay. and it would be free right now some podcasts charge you yeah to we, do that. it's it's free we are so far from even thinking about that. I mean, we don't even have theme music yet. So if anybody has any insight, if anybody has any yeah. insight on theme music that does not involve Liz singing, air quote lawpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to have your insight on it. Um, I could have the voice of an angel for all you know. We are. You know, I, you but I'm not trying. I'm not trying to share that with everybody yet. Okay. Okay. That's that's my story for today, and I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> the operative word there was could. I could have the voice. Could. Yes. 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 Theoretically, so, you could have been born with one. I just like I've never heard you sing, but I have a gut feeling that like it could ruin something between us. Let's yeah. not. Let's. We're we're a little too early into this series to end it. So. Um, In our friendship. Correct. All right. No. No singing. No singing. All right. So um, also in the intro, I mentioned, uh, I guess we'll get to this, my son being a coin toss champion. Um, fun stuff, as, as you guys know, and maybe, and the listeners will certainly uh, learn one of my big hobbies is magic, both performing and attending magic shows. In fact, I am off to Vegas this weekend and we'll probably see somewhere between five and six magic shows and Bruno Mars. Um, That's out of left field. It, it, it's a long story. We can get into it, but let me tell the coin toss thing first. So um, my kids are at the time of this recording are 14 and 10 years old and I'm big fans and they like Penn and Teller um, who have a show in las vegas now that show goes on at 9 p.m and that's 9 p.m vegas time so that's like midnight east coast time so dragging my kids to vegas to get them to see penn and teller at this age makes no damn sense so through Penn's, Penn has a podcast called penn sunday school and he mentioned maybe about a month or a month and a half ago that they were going to be in Atlantic city. So real quick, like I went on, figured out when they were going to be Atlantic city, nabbed up tickets. And, um, 
So we had tickets to see Penn and Teller in Atlantic City this past weekend. I'll tell you, you know, you want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone. I have uh, always thought that it was ridiculous that people take their kids to Atlantic City. Like, why the hell would you take kids to Atlantic City? Like, I would be that guy judging them as they're walking their kids through the area. Like, why the fuck would you bring kids here? Well, now I know. And now I feel like that I miss out on other Penn & Teller shows because why the fuck else would you take kids to Atlantic City other than to have them see Penn & Teller? So getting back on track here, um, one of the things that they do in their show is have an entire audience participation trick playing heads and tails. So everybody they explain and it's and it's a you know we're here we're in a casino because this was in the hard rock. This is all about the perception of luck. The casino wants to make you feel like you're lucky and we're going to see who feels lucky today. So everybody stand up. They have this poster board up there that has a division on it with an H at the top and, and a T at the top and a line down the middle. And they're saying, we're going to play heads or tails. So they get somebody to come up on stage, some kid that goes over on one side of the stage where Teller is. Teller is the magician in the duo that does not speak on stage or very, very rarely speaks on stage. And and him speaking on stage, we'll save that for another day. Um, So Teller is going to toss the coin, show it to the kid that came up on stage, and then the kid's going to say heads or tails into the microphone. Before the toss, everybody in the audience either puts their hand up if they want heads or keeps their hands down if they're going to be, if they want tails. And then Teller flips the coin. The kid says what it is. If you won, heads or tails, you stay standing up. If you lost, you sit down and then you're done. Then they do it again and again and again. So this happens five or six rounds in it's heads, 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 heads. And my 10 year old is still standing and there's like six or seven heads in a row. And I'm like, dude, you got to change it up. And he decides to change it up to tails. It's tails. It gets down to the point where there's just two people left. And I don't even remember whether the last one was heads or tails, but he ends up winning the whole contest goes up on stage Penn's like hey what's your name i like your shirt your shirt says um gaming and pizza you know i mean he's a 10 year old kid um he has him turn around so that the entire audience can see him then he goes back to the poster board that has the heads and tails on because he's tallying them so that they can kind of keep track of how many heads or tails there were they flip over to the back of the poster board and here is a drawing of the kid that's standing up on stage, my son with his red shirt that says uh, gaming and pizza. He, they've described the fact that he's wearing a light blue mask and they, they basically have an artist sketch of him that looks like basically a caricature of, of this kid. So this thing, this poster board's like three foot by four foot. He got to keep it. He's got it in his bedroom. It, it was pretty exciting. And he's a, uh, He's a coin toss champ. He should put that on his resume. He, like, well, I mean, he's 10. 10 years so from now, whatever. When he's, it, it would be the only thing on his resume. And uh, yeah, I think that I will encourage him to put coin toss champ on his first resume. Yeah, like 10 years from now or whenever you're looking for a job, put it on 
put it down there because that's an interesting story. And you know what? He is always going to have whenever they ask, you know, what's a fun fact about you? He is going to have that fun fact. And that's good for him because a lot of us like scramble for those. Yeah. Like, what are your fun facts? Let's go around and say your default fun fact. My kid is a coin toss champion. <laughs> you can't use that. <laughs> That's not about you. Um, I was, oh, here's one. I was on an episode of Celebrity Wife Swap. Go on. Details. Um, so it, it, they're, you're, you're familiar with this show, Celebrity Wife Swap. And they basically take two celebrities this episode was Cisco, the guy from the Thong Song, who's from Baltimore, and wait, that counts as a celebrity? Some it's, dude I never hey, heard he of. He is from Baltimore. Look, they did, they did however many seasons of this, so they end up got having to dig deep. Um, Baltimore's claim to fame. I mean, I'm sure we have others, but he worked at a place where they made fudge and sang when they got a tip, much like yeah. Coldstone. That's how he was discovered. Anyway, so I've heard about this guy. Let me let me look this up by searching for myself on IMDb. Um, it what? was season. <laughs> oh, where is it? Where is it? Season two, episode nine, Gerardo and Cisco. So they they dramatize these two people swapping their wives to live with and and explore the uh other person's life and it's all heteronormative it's it's all bs well i mean this this show aired in 2013 so you know we weren't as evolved as a as a people back then gerardo mejia and 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 cisco so i don't know who either well i know who cisco is but i don't know who gerardo mejia is so anyway, apparently Cisco's daughter was interested in being a physical therapist. So they cooked up this, this part of the plot line where she was doing this internship, which was basically them showing up to a buddy of mine who's a chiropractor's office and her putting scrubs on and walking around while they filmed what looked like it was an internship. Sorry if I've, I've busted the fourth wall for anybody. There was no fucking internship. So... He calls me up. Yeah, he, he calls me up the day before this happens. And he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Or maybe it was like two or three days before this happens, because we're talking about eight years ago now. So um, my, my recollection of the details were very, you know, whatever. Um, he's like, do you want to be on TV? I'm like, I don't care. But OK, what do you got? And he's like, he tells me what's happening and they're going to come here and they're going to film. So come up here. And I'll have you lay down on one of my chiropractic beds and you could be one of my patients and then you'll be on TV. I'm like, okay, whatever. So if you watch this episode, there is a guy on one of the tables with his shirt off and he has acupuncture needles in him. That's me. So that was me on an episode of Celebrity Wife Swap. That is season two, episode nine. No, I didn't get paid. I didn't ask to get paid. I probably could have gotten paid. I don't know. Should I have my SAG card? I'm yeah. on IMDb. I Are think you only get a SAG card if you talk. I don't. I have, have never cared to look into any of that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I heard that on. A, I think I heard that on the Office podcast actually. 
it's a better podcast than ours. Yeah, it's it, more established. More, more established because we don't know what we're doing. So yeah, that's my fun fact. How about you? Um. Okay. So I. I actually now, because you were talking about celebrities, because my usual go-to fun facts are not that fun. One is that, well, I used to have a pet tarantula. Um, They're dead now. I don't know if it was a male or female. Um, Don't make that face. Tarantulas are cool. Um, I sound like a 10-year-old boy. (laughs) Um, And then um, the other one was like, I got a license to drive a boat when I was like, I don't know, 13, which... Yeah, I can drive a boat in Maryland legally, so that's fun. Um, I don't know that I've ever done it, but I can. Um, but now I You muted yourself. Oh, that's because I got a call. Um, so I once made J.J. Hardy from the Orioles a little mad, I think, because we were at a autograph session, and... I'm not a huge baseball fan, but husband is. And so I was just there and I told him, I said, you're my favorite baseball player because your walk-up music is really good. And I don't think that pleased him, but it's Flower by Moby, which is a classic song and it's great. And that is why he's my favorite. He he probably prefers his fans the Narragansett way. On merit. On merit. Yeah. Come on, you're the fan of the Narragansett beer, and you're the one that never gets the reference whenever I say, hey, they want the Narragansett way. Merit. On merit. Uh, It's sold on merit, remember? Uh, Ariel, what's your fun fact? I wish you guys had told me about this ahead of time. I don't have We didn't know about it ahead of time. We just got there. But I'm not like one of those people with like a default fun fact. I have had like in many ways a conventional life many ways like a very strange life um uh, which one is it conventional or very strange very strange well there's got to be something i can't pinpoint like what it quite is about it no one ever knows when they're going to be asked for a fun fact that's why you got to have them in your back pocket yeah i'm always just like oh i had a hedgehog in college but like it's as good as a tarantula I guess neither of this are that fun. Yeah, I, I mean, like, cool. it's just, it's like, what was her least, name? It, her name was Lily. She was the least interesting thing about me at the time, and she still is. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not good with fun facts. I, I think my friends can probably make up better fun facts about me, but yeah. Well, I'm like, who wants to hear about my trauma? Huh? Next time you can say random men message you on WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm just like, I just don't associate any of like my craziness. I'm like, oh, that was fun. It was a fun thing to know about me. I'm just like, here, I'm going to dump 30 years of trauma on you. <laughs> like, oh, my dad lives on a yacht in France. We have no contact. Fun fact. <laughs> um, trying to think. I started therapy at age seven. Fun fact. 
I'm also Jewish though. So like, that's probably also relates to my therapy. So yeah, my parents were like, Ooh, we're in New Jersey. She's Italian. She's Jewish. There's no way this ends normally. (laughs) I mean, culturally, isn't your bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah where you're introduced to your therapist? Yeah, <laughs> you're like they're like that's, that's, it's, a, it's that transition. It's a transition time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, will the therapist please come up to the bima? Um, <laughs> no. So yeah, no. There's plenty of interesting things about me. I'm just like. Like, I know that when people ask you that generally, you're supposed to say something that's like actually fun. Like, mm, I was like a three time New Jersey juniors champion gymnastics tumbler. And you're just like, first, what the fuck does that mean? Second, you peaked in middle school. Three, who was that fun for? No one. I know I once was at something and someone was like oh I moved around like 12 different places as a child and I was like okay but a that's not something like you personally did I mean I guess it doesn't have to be something you personally did and be like you've had nothing fun since then I mean I guess the boat thing isn't something I did as an old but it's still a thing that I did not like my parents moved me around it's not very fun and that kind of shows that you're a boring person okay well then I need to change mine if like I haven't been in therapy like because that sounds like something was like done to me like I was forced into therapy I have completed at minimum 23 years of therapy that is an accomplishment that's something you did but it's really funny because I've surprisingly everyone who has met me will probably disagree with this but um I came out like fairly well adjusted, which is what one would hope if they invested like thousands and thousands of dollars and 20 plus years on therapy, but like something about how like well adjusted I've turned out, I think really bothers my parents because my parents never put in the work to like do therapy. So they still have their shit. And like, when they see, like, they claim every once in a while, we'll be like, oh, we're so proud of you. Like where you've gotten in life. And then I'll watch like one of my parents have a temper tantrum. And then when I don't respond the way they want me to, you can just like see it in their eyes. They're just like, she thinks she's better than us. I'm like, I am like $50,000 and 23 years of therapy later. Yeah, I am better than you. I am better adjusted. Like I've had homework that wasn't fun of like reflecting inward into my dark, deep, sad, cold soul for 23 years. Like you fucking best believe that I came out of this a better person. But hey, at least it worked. Shout out I to therapists. Because yeah. I think there's nothing never give me homework there's really just nothing more satisfying now than like hearing my therapist tell me that she thinks that my parents are insane. Like they never do that. They're never supposed to tell you what to do. They're never supposed to give you like, like diagnose another person. But if you stick with the same therapist long enough and they think they've cured you. Then they got other stuff to work on. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, yeah. They were, I was like, am I have a bad person that I don't really like talk to either of my parents anymore. And they were, she was just like, no, she was like, you just like, you can't help them. They didn't help themselves. You've come this far. They're certifiable. It is not your problem. And I was just like, I think I won therapy. I won you therapy. Did. I, there you go. That is. Shout see, out to. 
I'm not winning therapy at all. I keep asking my therapist to give me homework. And sometimes he does because like, I need something to take me with me through the week. But like, I don't know, a lot of times I feel like it's just like work on yourself. And I'm like, I'm fucking trying. That's why I'm here. So since your therapist you, I would be I think I should have been a therapist. I debated going to school. There's a juncture in my life where I was like, should I go to school to be a therapist or should I become a lawyer? I chose wrong. Spoiler alert. Um, well, here's a pro tip for you. Liz didn't get the assignments from her therapist. So she started this podcast, which is going to then be her therapy. I will give you all the assignments. I'm it. so ready. I like, I feel like I was born for this moment. Shout out to Travis though. If you're listening, I still enjoy our therapy sessions. I right. So let's, uh, the let, award to like my three therapists. So. Let's wrap this. Let's wrap this virtual therapy session up for now. Yes, and we yeah. will be back with another holiday-themed members or uh, episode for the members of the jury next week or probably sooner. We're going to try to get this one out early so we can get the uh, holiday-themed Liz loves Santa Claus episode out before the. Uh, traditional end of december month holiday Twelve thousand likes and i'll sing you jingle bells and twelve thousand one likes and i will keep her from singing jingle bells <laughs> on this podcast so anyway anybody has any comments and any critiques any hey you guys should do this sort of shit uh that is what we're looking for while we figure this thing out so thank you all for listening and tell a friend and send us any sort of feedback on any of those social media channels they are mostly i think instagram and twitter are both air quote law pod the email address for now is air quote law pod at gmail.com and if you look for air quote law pod on uh facebook you will see it all of them have the logo that matches the cover of the podcast. So um, you, you should be able to know that you found the right thing. Until next And we'll week. have an Instagram sometime before January. Oh, it's there. The Instagram's there. Oh, well, I'll be taking it over. It's Fantastic. Weird. All right. See you all back soon. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Electric acid.